0: Welcome, everyone. We are about to begin Vez Hashem feedbacks and insights shared number thirty-nine. We will talk today about the importance of being loyal and faithful to your husband and wife, and the fact that you could be disloyal and unfaithful, or or deceive and fool your husband or wife about yourself and your your actions. Um, the fact that you're capable of doing that um, implies a great responsibility on your part not to utilize that capability and instead to make sure and develop that relationship that enhances a loyalty and open communication and an honesty. And um, as we know, even if you're capable of fooling your spouse, you're incapable of fooling Hashem, who wants you not to fool your spouse, as the as the parsha of Saita clearly teaches us, as it says in the pasuk, "Ish, Ish ki Each person, if his wife strayed, and Rashi says, it says a double lashon, "Ish, Ish." tra to teach you Shemaishnam that when she becomes unfaithful and becomes um, an adulteress and is immoral, Shemayaishnam that she actually betrayed two the Khama, one issue is referring to hakish barahu, the Iishmalhama Shalamala, the Iishmalhama above, you're betraying Hashem, the Isha milmata. And you're betraying your husband down here below. And that's from a Medrash Khuma that Rashi bases this Pirish on. And this really basically is teaching you this Yesayid. You may be able to fool your husband, but you cannot fool me. And Hashem gets upset, not just at the fact that you think that you could fool him, Yachal, but that you're deceiving your husband. And Yoshev HaShomayim Yitzchak, Hashem looks up in heavens and laughs and mocks those that do all these things and try to be manipulative and deceiving and disloyal. And he sees everything. So even if your spouse does does not catch on, uh, Hashem catches on. And um, there's a story in the Medrash that's brought down as an example of this, that you can't fool Hashem. There were two sisters that were twins. One of the sisters was unfaithful and was prepared to drink the waters and she would die as a result, obviously, because she was guilty. The other sister uh, was requested to take her place and to drink the waters, the sight the waters. And of course, the innocent sister took her place, drank the waters, was unharmed. Later, the sister's met each other, embraced, and kissed her, and then the sinful sister smelled the vapors of the bitter waters on her sister's breath, and she immediately died that that gruesome death that it says that the Saita would experience. Now, this applies, obviously, in the Saita case of a woman cheating on her husband. It works both ways. When a husband cheats on his wife, the same thing. Uh, You know... Hashem basically tells him, you know, you may be successful uh, temporarily in fooling your wife, or even long-term, you could fool her, but you can't fool me. And ultimately, there's consequences, and no human plan, no matter how ingenious or how devious the plan is, can circumvent Hashem's judgment. And because, um, you know, because of this, at the very least... A person should develop a certain level of yerasa einish. You know, these days, um, it's not a popular um, feeling to focus on yerasa einish, and it's one of the animamins. Now, I I understand that in many generations and in some uh, areas of misuse chinech, the yerasa einish is taken to an extreme, and that's unhealthy as well. But to ha- have no Yerush HaOinosh whatsoever, when Hashem tells you clearly, and from the Rambam it's pretty clear, it's one of the animaimans, one of these sidus of Amuna. the fact that you have Bechira, you wouldn't have an einish if you wouldn't be a bal Bechira, and that implies that you have choice. And to do away with that at altogether is harmful, is not healthy. Um, and uh, people think they're freeing themselves by throwing away this concept of your Ainish altogether, when in reality, by throwing it away, you're actually chaining yourself further. But that's really a separate discussion. And um, so this idea of always recognize that Hashem is watching everything, and Hashem loves your spouse. Hashem loves your husband that you may be thinking about cheating on. And Hashem loves your wife, who you maybe think of being about cheating on and being disloyal to. And it's very important to circumvent all that by realizing how important it is for a couple, even if they're bumps in the road, to be loyal and faithful to one another. And um that is what this of sight is teaching you. Your human husband can be deceived, your human wife can be deceived but neither of them can deceive Hashem and he is bound to make the one who is doing that wrong action to take responsibility on it and from the man's point of view he needs to know that flirting with women is dangerous women need to know that flirting with other men is extremely dangerous one thing leads to the other and uh, even if nothing happens quote unquote the very fact that you knowingly put yourself in, it, I would call it, yes, a makam sakana, a matzah for sakana. Flirting is a sakana. So even if nothing happens, you are still held accountable, accountable for not for putting yourself in that situation. That could lead to sin, even if actuality it did not. And that's why the parasha of Nazir is immediately said subsequent to the parsha of Saita. Right? You tell the, 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 the Nazir, go around it, go around it. And the Carmeloi Sikrov, don't go near the vineyard. Go around it, go around it. Don't come near the vineyard. And um, again, you know, the Isser is just on eating the grapes and what comes out of grapes, but certainly not the vineyard. But we're saying make those harhakas. You have to strengthen yourself. Strengthen yourself not only in the Sur Meirah of that nuzer vineyard of staying away, which in a marriage relationship that means staying away, men staying away from the women and the women staying away from the other men and um, not even, not flirting or doing anything like that. It's not just the surmeyrah aspect of it is, but that se is equally or even more important to actually build a loving relationship with your spouse. It's not just a matter of staying away from the negative. You have to focus on spending time together, and um, for many couples, it's beneficial learning together, learning together about concepts of Amunas Chachamim or Simcha or Amunna or betachin, and plan things together. And um, the person needs to know that that neglect in the asetayv actually actually could sort of weaken the bond and the loyalty between one another, which constantly needs that Chizik. Um, Because if a person, a married person, is only involved in his or her individual activities and ignores their spouses uh, altogether or is neglectful of them, it can have very disastrous effects. Now, that's not an excuse uh, to stray if you're neglected, but it's an observation. The bottom line is when a spouse feels a lack of love, from her husband or his wife, if they feel that lack of love, they are tempted to look in other places for affection and attention. I am not saying this as an excuse. It's not an excuse. Even if you feel neglected or uh, abandoned or not misunderstood by your husband or by your wife... The, the, the remedy to that is to work towards it and on it as best as you can or get help to create that um, loving affection and attention that really every marriage does deserve. So I'm not make, saying this as an excuse, but it's an observation, though, and it's a true observation. When a spouse feels that lack of love, then he or she is tempted to look in other places for that affection and that attention. And um, there's one line that I saw in the book from Beloved Companion, Rav Pesach uh, Feinhandler, and he said this line, and this line is extremely powerful. He says that the distance from this feeling of being uh, unappreciated to sin is a very short one. There's a very short distance from a feeling of being unappreciated to a verus of znus. It's a very short distance. So in other words, it's like this. If a husband is very neglectful of his wife or even abuses his wife, treats her like garbage, okay, and then she feels misunderstood, mis- misaligned, and, and feels neglected. I'm not saying this as an excuse, but the bottom line is, then another man comes her way that shows her attention, attention and warmth for the right reasons, for the wrong reasons, probably for the wrong reasons, but it makes no difference. The wife is starved for that affection and attention. So she falls into it. And then she's Mizana with this person as an Eshashish. And there's Edom and asra finally. And she's ready. She's Chaimis' Bezden. So she gets killed by Bezden. So who is responsible? So you may say, you know, I'll be you know, din shalomata here. The psak is, of course, she gets the she's gets the Mises by Beznan for being Mizanna. But who led her to that point? The husband that treated her like garbage is not totally guiltless. It's sort of like uh when you push someone up a cliff and you're pushing them higher up a, uh, up a up a mountain, up a mountain, up a mountain, and they're up at the very edge of the mountain. And uh, there is a cliff that they could easily fall down. And it's a downward incline, you know. And and you bring someone all the way up there and sort of nudge them to jump. And then they jump on their own. You led them up there, but they jumped. Who's responsible? Obviously the one who made the decision to jump, but who brought them to that position in the first place. So a person needs to know this. Because again, bezin Shalmata works very different than a bezin Shalmala. So even if a spouse did the wrong thing by becoming adulterous and immoral and disloyal, and the Torah takes it very seriously, and the Zechir Mises Bezdin on it, but don't think that the other spouse, the one who treated that wife like garbage, is off the hook. He is not off the hook. He led her to that point in in many, many ways. So, again, to repeat that, because it's Nigea Lamaisa, Mamish. When a spouse feels a lack of love, he or she is tempted to look in other places for that affection and that attention. And they'll look in the wrong places. And the distance from this feeling of being unappreciated to the Aveira of being nichshel and harayis, is a very, very short one. So therefore, it's very important that no matter how busy and a, pers- a person is, it's very essential to find time every day to be with one spouse and to dedicate time and effort and energy because without that time, spouses will find themselves drifting apart. And I know it's not easy. We said this many, many times because you all, I have, we all have legitimate excuses, real, real excuses that um, we have Tirdus that are are unavoidable. You know, you could get rid of avoidable Tirdus, but there's many, many Tirdus that are unavoidable. The Parnassa person's in, that he has to work the hours that he's to work, he can't get around it. He has to help them with their limudim and with their homeworks and with their physical needs and their spiritual needs. And there's General Terchit Sibr and there's a, um um you know the, 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 the community obligations. So a husband and wife could be flooded, flooded with real, real life situations of busy life. So it could be done kah when a husband and wife do do, do do not find time for each other. So it's not a matter of Khalila blaming anyone. We all have this problem. And Khalila to judge people if they, you know, they say, you know, I just couldn't, I just couldn't. I understand that. But nevertheless, it is so important that despite all of that busyness, it is a key, an absolute key, to save marriages, mamash, that time that has to be invested. Don't think it's wasted time. You say there's so many more urgent things that you must take care of. We could catch up a different time. The truth is, no, you cannot catch up at a different time. Those 20 minutes, 30 minutes, or whatever time alone, or that one night uh, that you go out together, whatever it is, is absolutely crucial. Because only when one gives to each other the proper attention, that's really the only way a real strong bond between the husband and wife is formed. There's no other way. Sharing the mutual responsibilities does not work. Does not walk, work long term. That's even true when you're talking about the kids, which is a wonderful thing. So, in other words, a husband and a wife, very often, I'm talking about the real erlich ernster husbands and wives that would want to be mechanic their children properly, and they think about the da'iris, not about themselves. They're unselfish, and they both talk and invest in their in their children, and it's a wonderful thing. But nevertheless, both of them need to know. That that's not enough. There will be something lacking if the two of them, mitzad themselves, don't communicate with each other in a real way. Placing that loving attention. Now, I know we talked about those love languages in the past. And let's say someone may have a love language of receiving gifts. But one needs to know that even if within the love languages themselves, and even if the primary love language of a particular couple is the receiving of the gifts, or the giving of the gifts is the way they express the love, it cannot replace the loving attention and quality time. So in other words, out of the four, f- t- five love languages, it would probably make sense that the even if it's not your love language, the ones that are extremely key are words of affirmation, and quality time, quality time especially. And um, one must try to even limit important business aspects or certain hobbies or even learning uh, in certain cases and spend time with your wife because otherwise your spouse can feel forgotten and that's the root of many, many, many problems. And even The strongest love between a couple can wane, can dwindle, can diminish without this loving attention. Because even the strongest plant must be watered, must be fed. Without that attention, the plant will wither. And um, it's, it's very, very important. Just like a person needs to find time for themselves, the things that are important to you personally, each spouse must find time for each other to maintain a healthy balance in marriage, to maintain that relationship. It is very, very key. Very, very key. So just to review some of the points in this particular feedback, which are extremely important, the fact that you have a muna and Ashkacha Pratis and recognizing that there's Hashem that watches everything. Ish, ish. If the sight would realize that before she does that hate that she's not just deceiving her husband, which she may be able to get away with in Olam Hashem could decide sometimes to hide it from the husband or to hide it from the wife because of Bechira or for whatever the reasons are. But Saif Saif, if you realize Hashem is watching and Hashem is upset, gets very upset, if you're disloyal to your husband, if you're disloyal to your wife, in other words, when, you're, when I wrote, the Rabbin Shalom sees you flirting with other women. Hashem is not just upset on the Benadam L'chaveir, Benadam L'amokim Inyan of Kedusha, of Yehissim Kedoshim, or loisasuru that he gave you. That too. But he also is Makbit, has a special Hakpada, on the fact that you, by flirting with these other women, you are hurting your wife, whether your wife knows about it, or doesn't know about it. Is aware of it. Or is not aware of it. So that is a big deterrent. Or should be a big deterrent. That even if you feel I could get away with it. But you really can never get away with it. Because Hashem is watching. And Hashem is Makbid. He doesn't want each either one of you to hurt each other. In any way, shape or form. And by doing that. And by hurting. Even if you're. Successful in your deception, even long term. First of all, in 80, 90% of the time, even more than that, sooner or later, it comes out. Life experience shows this. You see it very, very often. Things that were kept very, very hidden. Sooner or later, push comes to shove, it gets revealed, it gets open. So it won't be hidden forever. Hashem works it out that it, could be, that it gets revealed. But that's really not the point. The point is, even if you're going to say you could fool your wife long-term, you could fool your husband long-term, Hashem has akbada against that. He doesn't want that. He gets very upset at that betrayal. It's not just that your wife would be upset about that betrayal if she would find out, or your husband would be upset at the betrayal if he finds out. It's Hashem is upset, B'Sha now, and for the future. And if you have any in realizing that you're a created being from Hashem and Hashem gave you the schus and the opportunity to be a wife or to be a husband, that Hashem expects you to be so. And again, part of this, not to blame anyone, Chalila, you know, but at the other time, it's not an excuse either. In other words, it's a donlikav schus, but it cannot be used. The neglect, if someone feels neglected, a lack of love, lack of attention, it's very hard, but you have to force yourself to say, yes, human nature would make it that I would have a tendency now to get my attention someplace else. He doesn't care about me. There's another man that will or is warm towards me. She doesn't care about me, but that there's a woman in the office that does care about me. You have to know that that type of thought, even though you feel that loneliness or rejection, is poison. There's other ways to deal with it. You deal with it head-on, you work on the communication, you get outside help to work on the marriage, but running away from it by going to other sources, that's very, very harmful. But at the same time, each spouse needs to realize that that is a very, very powerful reason why people stray. And to avoid that, not just in the sur meirah of making sure to stay away from negative behaviors of going out and mingling with other men, men to men, men to the women, women to the men. It's also important that I say, tell you dimension of strengthening the marriage, of taking time with each other and working towards each other with everything they could possibly can to enhance the relationship and to, to enhance the marriage. Have a wonderful day.